Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. Hey out there in podcast land, man, I'm so glad you guys are here, and um, we're so thankful that you're listening in once again. Hey, we're thankful for you. Hey, Miss Mona. Hey. My home slice, Miss <laughs> Mona. I am Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church, and um, once again, we're here to do the we Mosaic of Marion. We are. So how's it going? It's good. It's busy, tiring. Preschool is tiring, but it's all good. Yes, I could not do that. <laughs> takes a special i've said all along uh, back in the day <laughs> when i was at enon baptist church um i worked in the step up nursery like when they're toddlers or whatever mm. one sunday <laughs> i'm straight telling y'all there's a special place in heaven for those people that can work in that yeah. wow i think yeah. i slept for six hours after yes. that 45 minutes or hour or whatever it was so I, I do, although I get accused of going long-winded. I don't know why people say I'm long-winded. I don't think I am. I leave so much left to preach, um, so I don't go as long as I could. Anyway, so so it's a good day. It is a good day. And here we are. We're going to talk about Moses today, right? Yes, we are. We are, which we didn't really last week because it wasn't about Moses. It, wasn't it was about. about his parents. And today I'm going to be a little bit more quiet because I've been told for a no. week now that I was <laughs> off the chain last week. Well, last week was a little, yeah, it was a little, but just a bit yeah. over the top. Yeah. Um, so, hey, a shout out to all our people in Spain. Um, we're so thankful you're listening. And um, I'm going to try to hit a different country every week. So shout out to you guys in Spain. Um, just love you guys and thank you for listening. All right. Hey, why don't you read the text? We're in Hebrews chapter 11. Um, and we're, I don't know what verses we're doing. 20, you can read, why don't you read, um, read 24 or read 23 through 28. All right. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible." By faith, he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. Amen. Amen. I was trying to look up something real quick, and you finished on me. <laughs> um, hey, let's open up with the word of prayer, and um, then we'll jump in. Okay. Father God, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for who you are. We're so thankful that you, Lord, are on the throne. You're always on the throne. And Lord, that's um, you'll never be replaced. You'll never be overtaken. And so our um, faith is in you and not in ourselves. God asks you to be with us during this time. And um, may we honor you in all that we do. We love you and we praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So let me ask you a question. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, she didn't know this was coming. 
This is how really, you do we've it. We've been sitting so, here talking for this long. You didn't tell me you were going to go ask so me a question. Dan is here with us tonight. And so, Dan, this is how you throw her off. Okay. You tried. <laughs> he did try. With yours, you didn't do it. <laughs> What's your confession of faith? What What do you mean by that? Just what do you believe? What's what your, if you were, if, if I, what do you confess to be the absolute in a very succinct statement? I'll give you one. I read this, and that's what I was about to look up. Um, one guy said, here was his confession of faith. And I'm saying it's because I told you we were going to yes, talk about this. Right. The guy said, he says that. he believes in a bloody cross, an mm. empty tomb, mm. and a soon coming Savior. Mm. That's his confession of faith. So if I were to ask you, what's yours? Succinctly, just... So it would be very similar, but just not in flower. I don't have time to put it in flowery words, but yeah. I would say um, that Jesus Christ came and lived as a man and died and rose again and is seated at the right hand of God, and someday he's going to come back. Amen, amen. So if I were to give mine, and actually I've not really thought about mine either, <laughs> so I, I want you to know that I threw a, a, a straight-up curve in this one. It curved so much it's coming back to hit me. So I would say mine would be very similar. It would be this. It would be that um, he's the only one that's always been mm-hmm. and always will be, Yep. and he's a soon-coming king. Yes, yes. And I think that encapsulates everything. I, I told you, you know, I preached this yesterday. Hey, Dan, be thinking, because I'm going to ask for yours here in about 10 minutes. <laughs> um, I will let you, because you're not so used to it. I'm going to let you think for a minute. Um, and I posted on Facebook today, from everlasting to everlasting, everlasting. you are God. Yep. My Lanta. Well, you, oh, see, we can't go down that route. Well, because you. We can do anything. Okay. This is our well, podcast. That's true. <clears throat> but when I was doing the devotions for your sermon and I was reading in Daniel and the Ancient of Days, and of course I started singing the song, which I won't sing, but I was so surprised to find that that is only used in Daniel, the Ancient of Days. Yes. I really thought that because I, it's in my brain, it's in my heart, that it's other places and so i was just really surprised that it was only in daniel but then when you find cross references like that psalm 90 Mm. verse 2 that says from everlasting to everlasting you are god um just reiterates it and puts it in just a beautiful way it's a great hey man you got your confession of faith ready over there (laughs) (laughs) did you really think i was gonna wait that long so you sort of got it over there all right here we go look at this on the spot Woo, uh, there's no, Dan just, for there, you. There's not a whole lot of difference. I mean, I can't really argue against either of yours. So, uh, the only thing I'll add is that, that, you know, he is who the Bible says he is. He's done what the Bible says he did, and he's still continuing to work and prepare a place for us because we believe. Yep. That's all I got. Excellent. And and notice that we talk about Jesus, that yes. in that confession of faith we're talking about Jesus because really yes. it's all about Jesus. What you do with Jesus. <laughs> exactly. Uh, seriously, I uh, got a b- preacher buddy of mine. I mean, he puts it very succinctly. He says this. He says, ultimately, your life is boiled down to this. What do you do with Jesus? Yep. I mean, yep. that's his. That's literally what right. you said, basically. Mm-hmm. Statement. Your eternity is decided upon what do you do with Jesus. Right. Now, having thrown you guys at curveball and myself. Um, the reason he brought this the up. The reason before <laughs> some of you go out there and say, well, he chased another rabbit. If you, <laughs> if you, you read verse 24, by faith Moses, when he was grown up, here it is. Here's his confession of faith. Refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Mm. 
We say, well, how's that a confession of faith? Many folks, a little background here, many think that Moses was actually in line to be the next Pharaoh. Right. Yes, I was reading that today. He is, I'm trying to really think back to my Bible study through Exodus a couple of years ago. I don't know if you were here at that time. It may have been right before you guys came. Um, He was a military man. He had Mm -hmm. been taught military. He had been taught all kind of literature. He was very well versed in that. He had studied, I think it was at the the University of Hierapolis, I think is how he taught. And so here's this guy that is next in line to be the ruler. Hear me, guys. Of the known world. Right. Fair, what, let's go a step further. Not only the rule of the world, but Pharaoh was considered to be a god, mm. little g. Right. Now read it. He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Right. And and so gave that up and walked in. And, and actually, so that's just the beginning of everything that's talked about. And I won't jump ahead. But everything that's talked about in this section is really him choosing God over the things of, that he had in Pharaoh's household and, and being the next in line and being with under a son of Pharaoh's daughter. So really, this whole section is about that, him right. choosing God and not choosing Egypt. And, and it goes on. Not only did he not choose to right. be called that, he chose rather to be mistreated with the people of God. Right. Think about that. Right. So, okay, I have this choice. I could be the next fair. I mean, think about it. The dude was, they knew not flesh and blood. Yet he's the one in line to be next Pharaoh. Most, everybody I think I read agreed with that statement. Mm-hmm. So he not only doesn't choose the throne, he doesn't choose to be a God. He then chooses to be mistreated. Right. Put that on your pamphlet. (laughs) And really what he was, um, as I read today, he was choosing to be a son of Abraham. And in being a son of Abraham was of greater honor than being a son of Pharaoh and and being next in line with Pharaoh. And how, I mean, yeah, you do kind of have to sit and think about that because you can imagine that people and the Pharaoh and Pharaoh's daughter, I'm sure, you know, they, that didn't, that didn't make any sense to them yeah. <laughs> whatsoever. And any of the Egyptians that um, would have been there would not have understood that whatsoever. And, and we read last week when we were in Exodus, we read about how they were mistreated and how they were, um, because the King didn't know them, didn't know Joseph anymore. The King came that didn't know Joseph. And so they were mistreated. And, and, um, and so, yeah, for him to choose that is uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, uh, you think about the mom, his not Jacobed, right? Um, but his the Pharaoh's daughter. It had to be a high honor to be the mother of the Pharaoh, right? Whatever that would get, and here she is. Uh, you know, she's probably thinking, "I've given you everything right. you have in right. life, worldly, right?" <laughs> His real mama gave him really everything. Right. She trained him up. You know, go back to Proverbs, mm-hmm. was it twenty two six, train up a child and the way she go and he will never depart mm-hmm. from it. Now, remember, let me make this statement about that. because uh, I've been questioned. Well, you know, and you I, I, I'm picturing a couple people coming. 
Now, you know the Bible says train up a child in the way she go and you never depart from it. I know some kids brought up in church and they just are the biggest hellions out there. I said, well, two things. Number one, they're not dead yet, so they have a chance to come back. Right. And number two, it is the book of Proverbs, Proverbs not, not promises. promises. Here we are thinking the same again. Uh, well, that's scary <laughs> for you. But here's here's where it really... Now, I love the fact you brought out that the confession of faith mm-hmm. was what you just said. I forgot what you just said, but it was great. <laughs> I don't know what I said either. <laughs> it, was, it, it was that first part that he was... Whatever. <laughs> he came to earth born as a man? Nah, no. No, that was pretty much Moses all the time. So, but here it is. Here's what we have. When you were talking about the things that he gave up, what, oh. all those, and how we, yeah, that's what, we, that's what it was. I talked myself right back into it. <laughs> the things that he gave up, but this is where we would all struggle. This is where I was thinking when you were going there. Let's just be honest in here. We would all struggle with this. Yeah. I would. Yep. Dude, I could be, okay, you you want to be real and be honest, which you don't get in a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. or a lot of sermons. You cannot tell me that was not tempting. Right, sure. I'm going to rule the entire world. Right. I'm going to be a god. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have everything absolutely that this world has to offer right here, right now, or I'm going to go live with the slaves, basically. Right. And Right, and be mistreated. But he did realize that all of that that he could have, because it says, um, rather than enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. That's so where I was going. he knew that. Girl, you got to quit thinking like me. I'm telling you, this is not good for you. <laughs> this has been a theme this evening. Yes. Um, but he knew. He knew that that pleasure that is there, that the the things that he would gain, he knew it was fleeting. Isn't that where we struggle, though? Absolutely. We, we fail that. Right, absolutely. We fail in that aspect. Because we can see it. We can touch it. We can experience it. And the eternal rewards, which is farther down in, in 26, which can be set in contrast to the fleeting pleasures of sin. We don't have a grasp on that. We, we can't, we don't, we aren't necessarily experiencing that now. We can't sit with it. We can't hold it, but those fleeting pleasures of sin and those things that he would have been enjoying, he would have been knee deep in them. True. And so in all of us too. So that's where our struggle comes in is because the things of this world we can see and touch and feel and the things of eternity, which are far more important. Sometimes we, most of the time we can't. But, and here's deal with this too. You have some, you know, I'm just feeling my a little bit tonight too. Some holier than thou Christians, they want to make out like sin is not fun. Right. If it wasn't fun, you wouldn't do it. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, you know, if it was not, I, I'm, I'm going to go out and you can correct me if I'm wrong. If it wasn't satisfying in the moment, in the moment. if it wasn't pleasing in the moment, right. if it wasn't what, however you want to describe it, in the moment, no one would be tempted to do it. Right. right. 
So let's, you know, we, we want to make things out, especially when we're raising up our kids. You know, that's just not, you know, nobody, don't, just be honest. It's it's not that right. it's not enjoyable for the moment. It is for the moment. For I want to stress right, that. Right, right, Hear that phrase, for the moment. Because if it wasn't fun for the moment, nobody would want to do it. Right. But it's still wrong. Right. It is the absolute worst word in all the dictionary, sin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have to think about, do I want to enjoy this that I know is fleeting, like sand in the between your fingers? Or do I want something that will last, oh, here it is, for all eternity? Yep. Right. Which one do I really want? Well, how do you want to live? See, it's a hard. This is where people struggle. Right. You want to live for today, and I understand that. Have whatever you can, and and but here's what I want you to know: that car you bought, that's so amazing, and it's brand new. In five years, it's going to look like a hunk of junk. <laughs> you know, it's going to be outdated. Can we be right. honest? It's going to be outdated, outdated. Especially. yeah. And you're going to want something new. It's always something new, right? Man, it, you don't get better than Jesus, right? He died for you, right. and he rose again for you, and he wants you to experience all the glories of heaven for eternity. Right. So, sin for a season, mm-hmm. or Jesus for eternity. Right. That really should be an easy. It should be. <laughs> um, and we see that with Moses. We see that... Um, that he saw that reward, he was looking to that reward, and that he knew that those eternal rewards, and um, as um, com- contrasted with the fleeting pleasures of sin. Um, and so, um, I don't know where I was going. Well, you want to just move on to the next? Yeah, so go for it. That he considered, that word considered, it literally means he sat down and thought about it. He calculated. Mm-hmm. He, the word means to judge, to calculate, or to give careful thought. Right. So what did he calculate? That the reproach of Christ was greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt. Mm. He, he figured out that, hey, I'm better off being mistreated because I believe in God. He would have been believing in Jehovah right, Yahweh. Right. I'm much better to suffer any persecution, any mistreatment. Uh, you know, in Acts chapter 5, verse 41, um, the apostles uh, saw it as, well, let me turn it real quick. Let me read it to you because I don't want to mess it up. I sort of know it, but, you know, I don't know it perfectly, and I want to be right. Acts chapter 5, verse 41, um, the Bible says this, that um, it says, Then they left the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to, to suffer. suffer dishonor for the name. <clears throat> right. Right. And I and I think okay, I and I know that there are people who, in other countries who are listening to this and so you I'm sure have a uh, different perspective than yes. we do here in America because I don't think we suffer for Christ like that. And it, uh, uh, very rarely. Ve- yeah. We have hangnail right, persecution. Right. Can we be honest? You know, and occasionally we're made fun of because of our beliefs or because we stand up for something about Jesus. But, you know, the, the persecution and the suffering is nothing like in other countries. And so if you're listening in a country that 
truly suffers because of um, your faith, then, um, you know, my heart goes out to you and I just keep, keep doing it. Keep, keep keeping God in front of you so that you have that motivation and that confidence that God is with you and that he will carry you through. Um, you know, I just think, let me just throw this in there. I just think really quickly, I've been asked before, well, preacher, man, you've preached and you've done this. You'll probably be up nearer, nearer to Jesus than me. I'm just old. I'm going to tell you something. The ground's level at the foot of the cross. But if there was going to be somebody out nearer to the cross, it's going to be those that suffer, I believe. We we Come on, we don't suffer. I mean, Mm -hmm. somebody might mock you because you believe it. But persecution is when your family can get under attack and be killed for the faith. I have been in some countries where... Mm-hmm. You could die for your faith. Nobody's busting up in here. <laughs> right? Have they in certain churches? I'm, I'm not trying to make light. Yes, we know they had the thing in South Carolina a few years ago right. and other places. But for 99.9% of the time, what they're going to do is just tease you. Right, right. I know you have a passage, and I have one too. Well, so it, it brought to mind um, Philippians 3. Seven and eight, which says, but whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Does that not sound like Moses? Yeah. Um, Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may be gain Christ and be found in him. And when I read that and connected that to Moses and the reproach of Christ that he considered greater than the treasures of Egypt, um, you know, that's exactly what our attitude should be. What Paul says is that nothing that this world can give us is greater than or even compares in any way to what God can give us because of our faith in Christ. And when we are standing in our faith in Christ, um, and we've talked about how we put we die to self and we live for Christ. And here is a great example of this world can't offer us anything. Right. Offers us nothing. nothing. And Moses knew that. Moses realized that. And and we need to also do that. So as you're thinking that too, I'm thinking you know, I, I was also drawn to another passage in Galatians at the very end. You know, Galatians is really about freedom in the Lord to worship him and not have any other things, you know. But it's like Paul comes to the end of this book, and he's talking all this. You know, Paul was accused of peddling the gospel throughout his ministry, and he was accused of doing it for money. And he was Paul. It's like he writes this, <laughs> and and I just picture Paul at the very end of it when he's speaking it probably to Luke. He's dictating it to Luke. It's like he just rips off his tunic or whatever mm-hmm. because in. Galatians six seventeen he says, From now on let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Paul's like, dude, I've been beaten for him. Right, Don't right. come at me right. telling me I'm cruising on in some bed, right. you know, rose garden here. Right. I've been beaten, I've been stoned, I've been killed. Uh, you know, then you go to Second um, Corinthians chapter eleven, where he's all that he's been I've been shipwrecked, mm-hmm, I've been this. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm bearing my body. I just see him getting fired up right. at that moment. I'm bearing my body the marks of Jesus. Right. Yes. And here we in America so often 
man, I use it all the time. We get upset if somebody don't speak to us in right. church. <laughs> Good gravy. Come on, grow up. But so Moses is going, I'm going to take whatever he took. And I don't think we really know the what the mistreatment that he took. Right, right. Because, you know, he didn't run off until he killed that dude. Right. And then somebody says, you're going to kill me too? So right. we don't know what mistreatment he had. But whatever it was, he said this, I'll take it because to be mistreated for believing in Yahweh is much better than sitting on that throne. Right. Right. And and as I was reading this, I was really struck by the fact that the, these things that we've talked about with Moses, that he chose to be mistreated and he considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth, that um, he was choosing God. And I may have already said this, but I'm going to say it again. He was choosing God over Egypt. And we've we talked yeah. about, and so now we need to talk to remind people. We have five minutes left. Okay, then. What in the world? <laughs> that... Egypt is a picture of the world. Always. And so as we see that in Moses, then that's our example, mm-hmm. that that we need to choose to be mistreated instead of being in Egypt, instead of being in the world. We need to consider the reproach of Christ greater wealth than anything that Egypt, the world, has to offer to us. And so so often we read these stories, and especially we we laugh about the flannel graphs, and you know we we probably <laughs> had some... been a running joke. I even mentioned it yesterday <laughs> in my sermon. We we probably had some really great flannel graph stories with Moses, <laughs> but but he's a great. I mean, we don't just learn it to get this head knowledge. We learn it so that our lives can be changed to do, to be the people that God wants us to be. And so God is telling us, look at what Moses did, and this is what I want you to do. You need to follow me and not the world. Absolutely. Yeah, so anytime in Scripture when you read about Egypt, it's uh, well, specifically the Old Testament where it's really talked about, um, it's it's the world. Or if you read somebody is going down to Egypt— mm-hmm. Um, like Abraham um, and others, it's always a picture of walking away from God, going to the world. And if you want to do it to a New Testament thought, it's as the prodigal son going to the far country. Abraham did not lose his blessing, and he didn't lose his covenant with God. He just got in the far country for a while. Um, So, you know, I was trying to think, do we just rush through this and then we we get it? Um, I don't know that we do, because um, it's just so much. Uh, we'll just do another week next week on okay. Moses. Um, I want to end with this. The Bible says, that in the, He considered the approach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt. Here it is. For He was looking to the reward. We, you, me, we, Believers don't live for today. That's how you. That's how right. you overcome right. the pleasures of sin. Right. Because you look for eternity. You always have to weigh in the balance. What's it worth? Is is a few moments of this worth losing? And if you're saved, you you don't lose your salvation. I firmly don't believe that. As I said yesterday, our, in the Old Testament, the Bible says our names are written in the palm of His hand. Right. In the book of John, we're told that he was in my father's hand who can knock them out. You cannot lose your salvation. You can lose your rewards. Right. And so you have to think, is this momentary pleasure worth losing rewards over? Right. And we're to live by faith, not by sight. The question is, are you looking to the reward? How much reward and what do you want in your crown? 
when you stand before Jesus? Right. What do you want to be able to cast back at his feet? Mm-hmm. And if you're living for today, I remind you that I think it was Peter who said, life is but a vapor. Mm-hmm. Here today and gone tomorrow. Right. Man. And it might not seem like a vapor to you as you are in the midst of whatever you're in the midst of. As you're in the midst of um, seven months of this virus or you're in the midst of um, your family situation or your kids or whatever. But it is just a vapor. And it and it is, there is a greater thing coming when we get yes. to heaven, when Jesus re- comes Read back Read John 14, please. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Well, time's up. <laughs> Are you sure you timed that right? <laughs> Blame Dan. So, um, all right. Here, let's encapsulate it really quickly. And so here's mine. Then give yours and then pray. Okay? okay. And then I'll have a little closing. Here's my encapsulation of it. Heaven is far more important yep. than anything on earth. Period. And what am I supposed to say besides that? <laughs> I don't know. It was pretty deep, wasn't it? Jeez, thanks a lot. That was good. <laughs> so I would say we just need to f- remind you, we need to follow Moses' example. And we need to choose God over the world, which means we need to lay aside that sin. We need to not follow after that fleeting pleasures of sin. Hebrews chapter 12. And we need to um, suffer the reproach and whatever that might be. And while yes, here in America and for us is probably not not all that um, great suffering, but but it it is. I mean, it it's all relative. Yes, it is. It is. I mean, it, yes. it is. And so um, we don't mean to make light of it, but um, and so we because we see his. We will talk tomorrow next time about his obedience, but um, and as we talked about, his motivation was that reward. And so let that be your reward, your motivation, is that the rewards that will come in um, the time that you will spend in eternity with God. That's all I got. Okay, let's pray. (laughs) Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the truths that are in your word and um, the people that you give to us to be our example. And Lord, we desire to follow hard after you. We desire to walk in the steps that you would have us to walk and to follow the path that you would have us to to follow and to not follow this world and to not um, lay hold of anything in this world is more important than anything that you have for us. And so I pray, I pray, I pray that we, we and everyone who is listening would be able to keep our eyes truly focused on you for that is how we will walk in the way that we, that you would have us to go. And that is how we will be able to endure. And so Lord, give us those eyes to see you. And we thank you for loving us. We thank you for choosing us. And um, we thank you for the work that you do through us. And we thank you for those who are listening. And I pray blessing on them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. I have one last closing thought. Here's what I will promise you. It will all be worth it yep. when you get to heaven. Yep. So I'm Hank Meadows, pastor of Mary Baptist Church. That's my home slice, Miss Mona. Man, she's she's awesome. She does a great job. She has to carry me a lot. <laughs> and I'm so thankful for you. Thanks, Dan. I threw you on, uh, you know, over there. I threw you a curveball tonight, too. He's and, never um, going to come back. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're so thankful. This is the Mosaic of Marion, and um, we'll see you next time. Bye.